Section 15 of the Universal Religion, Baha'ism, Its Rise and Social Import. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Universal Religion, Baha'ism, its rise and social import by Hippolyte Dreyfus Barney, section fifteen. Patriotism. We said above that the two pillars on which Baha'i sociology repose were love and work. We have likewise seen how this love is first manifested in the relations that the Baha'i ought to maintain with different people to whatever race or sect they may belong this naturally leads us to examine what place the idea of fatherland holds in the doctrine of baha'u'llah up to now few ideas have been more fruitful in generous acts more sublime in self-sacrifice but i fear few also are responsible for so much blind fanaticism and fratricidal struggles as alas too often is the case generous ideas of the masses sometimes become amongst unscrupulous individuals or interested minorities too easy an instrument for the satisfaction of personal aims so in the tablet of ishraqat we find the most splendid fruit of the tree of knowledge is this exalted word ye are all fruits of one tree and leaves of one branch glory is not his who loves his own country but glory is his who loves his kind note baha'u'llah tablet of ishraqat page thirty six end note what does this mean if not that it is not sufficient to have this love of one's country which is instinctively in the heart of every man to feel imperiously the need of defending one's native land against the dangers that may menace it and which in short is but one of the instinctive forms of self-preservation man worthy of the name ought to go further he should feel a similar love for the whole world it does by no means follow that because of that feeling he should be treated as an unnatural son is there no distinction between internationalism and anti-patriotism to love your village more than your home your country more than your village and the whole world more than your country does not mean that you do not love your home but this love of home so natural that it can be said to be common both to man and beast should produce with a respect for one's neighbour's home as sincere a sympathy for his fatherland ready to welcome all our brothers in our home we should mutually lose those prejudices which make us feel as strangers with them 
and we should arrive at considering the whole world as our common fatherland which has been submitted to temporary and artificial divisions on account of the difficulties arising from the means of communication and the still more precarious character of our particular civilizations thus the love of the fatherland will lose its violent and hostile character and will only tend to develop the possibilities of each nation the integral part of the great universal fatherland work if bahaism gives a large share to the sentimental side of human nature because of that it does not neglect the practical side and for this reason its kingdom is indeed of this world o oh, my servant the lowest of men are those who bear no fruit upon the earth they are indeed counted as dead the best of people are they who gain by work and spend for themselves and their kind in the love of god the lord of the creatures note see baha'u'llah hidden words page fifty six chicago nineteen o five end note besides in the kitabul aqdas each one is commanded to exercise a profession an art a trade from which he will derive his means of existence and which will permit him to utilize all his faculties for his own welfare and that of others idleness in all classes of society and in all latitudes is the generator of miseries bahaism does not permit the priesthood to be classed amongst lucrative professions thus the obligation of the priest to exercise his activity in a practical way joined to the absolute interdiction to receive a salary for the practice or teaching of religion is a radical obstacle to the eventual constitution of clergy in bahaism it is known that the absence of any sacerdotal hierarchy is one of the fundamental characteristics of baha'u'llah's religion and this prohibition of a material order sanctions in a practical way the numerous passages of his work where he warns his disciples against anything far or near that might resemble a priesthood you are forbidden to mount the pulpit he who wishes to sing for you the verses of his lord let him be seated in a place on the divan and let him mention god his lord and the lord of beings note kitabul aqdas in the place cited page fifty three end note it is not necessary to urge in order to show to what extent this detail of organization minimum in appearance is important through its consequences what would become of the influence of the priests on crowds if they sat in their ranks instead of admonishing them from the tops of their pulpits or mimbars therefore it is not only monastic life under all its forms that is condemned but also everything which under pretext of religion turns away man 
from the exercise of his natural activity. O concourse of priests, leave the bells, then come out from the churches, exclaimed Baha'u'llah in the Lohe Akdas, an epistle which he wrote especially to the Christians, thus exhorting the members of the Catholic clergy to mix more completely in life, not to take refuge in celibacy, sheltered from the difficulties and charges which are incumbent on other men. On this condition only they can in verity be pastors, otherwise they would prohibit to themselves forever the most beautiful and the most efficacious predication that of example we have just seen that bahaism recommends man to use his activity on lucrative work from which he will derive his means of existence consequently it is clear that he proclaims as legitimate private property acquired fortune after man has realized his own being and become mature then for him wealth is needed if this wealth is acquired through a craft and profession it is approvable and worthy of praise to men of wisdom especially to those servants that is men who arise to train the world and beautify the souls of nations note baha'u'llah tablet of darozat page five chicago nineteen o six end note no place is there then for certain collectivist or communist theories so much the fashion in our day which may appear fascinating to utopian minds but which are especially destructive of all individual initiative and consequently of all progress it is always by favouring that which contributes to individual development that Baha'ism intends to improve society. The tax of one-ninth on capital, of which we have already spoken, and which represents the contributory part of each of the social charges, will always hinder a too large fortune from being made by private people without profit for the masses for every increase of capital is submitted to it to decree the socialization of instruments of production to limit the profits of capital to regulate the participation of work in these same profits all these different measures can have their merit but that does not suffice socialism cannot only be imposed by law it must come from the heart otherwise if society as a whole is not ready to abandon ancient ways supposing even that such measures could not be evaded by those that they inconvenience who does not see that those measures would risk ending in a disposition of the minority without profit for the whole and in precipitating society in disorder it is not from disorder that the baha'is contrary to certain enlightened theorists expect progress but from the conscious and continued exercise of love and brotherhood o children of dust let the rich learn the midnight sighing of the poor 
lest negligence destroy them and they be deprived of their portion of the tree of wealth o ye who are wealthy on earth the poor among you are my trust therefore guard my trust and be not wholly occupied with your own ease note see baha'u'llah hidden words pages forty two and forty five end note for years abdul baha has unceasingly exhorted his compatriots to practice such a philanthropy long before ideas of liberty had assumed in persia the solid form that has ended in the present evolution which in spite of the difficulties and hesitations of the period of commencement is about to regenerate the country he indicated to his disciples all that they could expect from the application of the system of association dissuading them from mixing up in political struggles which should only attract those who through their professions or studies have acquired the necessary competency he persuaded them on the contrary by forming provident societies societies of scientific research assemblies for ethical culture to group their efforts together with a view to realizing improvements depending solely on themselves in short to put their activity into questions where private initiative can and ought to show the way to the state thus is explained the apparently passive role played by the baha'is in contemporary events in persia and turkey but if they have abstained from taking part in the agitations which have troubled public order who does not see that the changes about to be accomplished are due to the slow infiltration of the liberal and progressive ideas represented by their doctrine a subject so vast as the one we have just treated so cursorily since it embraces the whole field of human activity would have required we are aware a more ample development in this rapid sketch we have merely wished to indicate the universal character of the bahai religion and morality and to point out that it is indeed a practical religion a manner of life applicable to every environment and the best we believe for the development and progress of the individual and of society the end of the reign of dogma opens up that of human reason it is no longer in the secrecy of deserted sanctuaries that man goes to sound the eternal mystery every day science throws its torch farther into the domain of nature from which even the supernatural is not excluded and in this respect the laboratory has replaced the church but religion always remains the most solid and most necessary basis of all social organizations and the only possible bond between societies in order to fulfil its aim it cannot remain stereotyped in its earliest form 
it must evolve concurrently with the progress of humanity of which it is moreover the efficacious mainspring if the differing religious ceremonies which are nearly all that exist of the ancient religions then must fall into disuse if no creed can any longer be imposed it is all the more important that our actions by their morality come more and more up to the ideal of beauty about which we all agree the more and more we understand that in order to really live we must endeavour with all our might to serve the divine work of the universe bahaism shows each one the way he must follow to attain this end thus is explained its rapid progress accomplished in the world as well as the fact that to all those who study it closely it appears as the synthesis of their highest aspirations the end end of section fifteen end of the universal religion bahaism its rise and social import by hippolyte dreyfus barney recording by nicholas james bridgewater recorded in london england